Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bikes, so happy to have you here. As always, my name is my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. We have a great episode for you today. Bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're gonna get to. Bunch of things I want to chit chat with my girls about. Hope everybody had a great weekend, great week, and we'll have a great week coming up. Monday, Monday morning, or whenever you're listening to this. I'm recording this on Sunday. I've had kind of a uh, I was in a hole this week because I convinced myself, you guys know, I it, if you leave me alone to my own devices and you let me just sit and think for a little while, I think I could d- do damn anything. And I decided that I was going to make a slip cover for my couch just by myself with no experience, didn't even watch a YouTube video on it. So needless to say, I was in a hole for for quite a few days because day one, I did get injured. OK, I got a little bit of a burn on my hand from from moving the fabric around too much and, and stuff in the fabric in, in the creases of the couch. I my, I got my couch when I first moved into my apartment. Long story short, it got pretty much destroyed from the cats. It's not the right material to have if you have animals. And I kind of knew that when I bought it and I bought it impulsively, which you should never freaking do. Um, cause she was kind of the, I remember the lady at the couch store. She was like a real estate agent. She was like, if you don't take it now, somebody else is going to come in here and take this baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Like I didn't even sit on it yet. I was like, I'll take it because I freaked out. Cause it was the kind of, it's, it's like a modular couch. You could build it however you want to build it. It's like a three piece thing. I don't know. She, she finessed me. And then I got home and I said, oh my God, I just bought this couch. I didn't think it, it's not practical. It's not the right material. It's not the right color. Like here I am being a fucking idiot. Okay. And then I, tr- and then I called her and I said, can you cancel it? And this was like an hour after I got home a- an hour after I left the store, I called her and I said, I just bought that couch. Can you cancel it? I'm having like buyer's remorse. And I don't think that's the right couch for me. I'll buy a couch from you guys, but please just don't, I, I don't want that one. And she goes, it's already on the truck on the way to you. I said, wait, what? I just bought it like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> She's like, no, we put it on the truck. I was like, you put the couch on the truck? She goes, yeah. I go, well, when, when, will, when will it get here? She goes, three weeks. It's going to take you fucking three weeks to get 10 blocks. with the. It's already in the truck. So anyway, you know me. I like, uh, uh, she took me for a damn ride. Okay even though it was hundred percent my fault. And I'll admit that, but I felt, I felt finessed and I, I felt finagled and I felt that she bamboozled me. So exactly what we knew was going to happen, happened. The couch gets destroyed and I don't want to buy another one. And I'm buying these like universal slip covers that are supposed to fit every couch. Guess what? They might fit every couch. They don't fucking fit my couch because I have this like weird armless stupid fucking couch that I insisted on getting because I thought it was cool. And so nothing fits it. And I call this guy who reupholsters furniture and he does slip covers and stuff. He's like this expert. I don't know. I, I looked him up on Google and I asked him, how much would it be? Send him the dimensions, send him the pictures, whatever. He, do you want to know what he said to me, girl? Girl, so funny. He, he should quit his job and do stand up comedy because he said that's going to be four thousand dollars. Uh, what? And I emailed him back. I said, I'll just make one myself, toots. All right. You think I can't freaking reupholster my own couch? And then I got into this hole. Okay. 
So I'm making, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm pinning stuff. I'm tucking stuff in. I'm put, I'm cutting fabric. And I bought, actually, it's, if you are going to reupholster something or like cover something or make, I don't know, curtains or some shit, I, I'm using this drop cloth, which is what painters use when they paint to like cover the floor. Um, it's, it's nice. It's good. My friend was like, wow, is that expensive? Like, what is that fabric? I'm like, girl, it's drop cloth. It costs $10, but it looks really nice. Um, so I've been using that and pinning and tucking and, and blah, blah, blah. So my friend had called me (laughs) and by the way, the next time you hear me say, I don't need a man, remind me of this because would have been nice to have an extra couple hands over here with some calluses on them. Cause guess what? I got freaking my, my knuckles are all scraped up because I have little girl hands, little, little, little baby girl hands. Uh, but anyway, I, I kind of did it. Does it look great? <laughs> no, but it cost me $30 instead of 4,000. When, when he said $4,000, I said, how much do you think the couch cost? Like I, that's more than I paid for the cat. I could buy a new couch every year for the next few years. Like, what are we doing with that price? So anywho, that's what I was doing this week. I also saw my friend who was in, in town, uh, who was in town from LA. Good to see her always. And oh, you guys, I got into a freaking fight. Not little old me. And it really that actually wasn't my fault. I had gone out with my friend. We were going to go out to dinner. So we left like like a little earlier than we actually wanted to eat because like this fun thing happens in New York City. And I know I've mentioned this before, but like you actually can't go to a restaurant and eat food in New York unless you wait several hours. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles over here. So if you want to eat, you got to go a little early. So we go to this restaurant. They're like, it's going to be an hour and 45 minutes. Imagine that. So we were like, okay, cool, whatever. We'll just go get a drink because we've learned to still put our name down because otherwise you're trying to find another place. You're looking up on your phone. You end up at another place. Then you get there and the wait is 45 minutes. You're like, I could have just stayed at the freaking regular, the original place. So we were like, whatever, we'll just go get a drink. No biggie. We go to this bar. I was like, I was like, let's just go here for one drink. We really didn't want to like stay there for very long. But I was like, we'll go here for one drink. It's right by the restaurant. Like, I just have to pee so bad. It's like like a few blocks away. So we walk in. She goes to the bar, is grabbing us drinks. And I go in the back to go to the bathroom. And it's a single stall bathroom with the kind of lock that's like, When the door is locked, it says in use. And when the door is unlocked, so that way, you know, nobody's in there. It says uh, like free or open or something. So I walk back there. I see that it says open and I pulled the door open and there was a girl in the sitting on the toilet and I went, oh, and I just like shut the door. So I'm like, whatever it happens to happen to me on both sides million times. It is what it is. No biggie. And I'm standing there waiting for her to get out. And this girl comes up to me who I didn't know at the time was friends with the girl in the bathroom. And she's just like, oh, are you waiting in line? I said, yeah, there's somebody in there. And she was just chit chatting with me. And she was really cute. She was young. Like she was like, I don't know how old she was, but she was like a, a, you know, like nice, like young girl. And she was like trying to make conversation. It was very sweet. 
She was like, so how long have you lived in the city? I've lived in the city for two years. Uh, What a freaking cutie, you know? I said, oh, and if you want to if you want to really put one of those one of those little girls into cardiac arrest, you go. I said, oh, I grew up on Long Island, so I've like been, you know, living in New York my whole life. But I moved to Brooklyn in in, in 2008. And she went, girl, the way her jaw dropped, she's never been more shocked in her life. You would have thought that I said I'm an alien from outer space. And I just came here. I came here to visit on my UFO. My UFO is parked outside. I just have to go to the bathroom. This girl was like, what? she was fucking flabbergasted. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, you, you moved here in 2008. She's crunching some numbers, right? Because she was probably born in, in God knows when, 2006, 2005, maybe. So she's like, wait a minute. How old are you? Like panicking. I go, <laughs> I'm 33. She's like, no, you're not. Because again, like I remember this vividly when I was like 21, people who were like, not even people who were in their 30s, people who were like 29, I was like, that is the oldest person alive. Like, do you get a, like, do you get extra, like, do you get on Medicare? Do you get extra benefits from the government? Like, it's giving early birth special, babe. You're 28, you know? So meeting a 33-year-old was really jarring for her. And I, I, I get it. I get it. But anywho, it was I, we were just like chit chatting. She was really nice. So then her friend comes out of the bathroom and she's drunk and she goes up to the girl and she's like, <laughs> she goes, what the fuck was that? The girl next to me that I was talking to and she didn't know what happened. She didn't know that I opened the door. So she goes, what was what? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And the girl goes, some stupid fucking bitch. What? Some stupid fucking bitch opened the door when I was in the bathroom. And I go, hi, I'm the stupid fucking bitch. What I do? Because then I found myself getting really Italian. I went, what did I do? She goes, the door was locked and you open it. I said, then had I open it, it wasn't locked. And I swear to God, I felt myself going, hey, you're coming over here talking about a stupid bitch. I'm standing right over here. Right. And she went, it was locked. First of all, why? Why are you bickering with me? The door is obviously unlocked. I opened it. You freak. And this girl wasn't she wasn't a young like she wasn't young, young, like she was like probably close to 30. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know. But she was probably almost 30, if not 30. So I go, how'd I open the door if it was if it was locked? And she went, she turned around and she walked away. And at that moment, I had this I had this moment where I went, I really have grown as a person because I don't know when maybe maybe not even five years ago, maybe a little more than five years ago, if you would have caught me on a bad day and done some shit like that. I would that wouldn't have been the end of the conversation. I wouldn't have hurt, you know, punched someone, but I would have been like, no, 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 no. I would have like gone until she admitted she was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, my God, I was like, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. But. 
my friend came back with the drinks and she was like, oh, you didn't go to the bathroom yet? I go, no, I got into a fight. I, I've been standing here for three minutes. I got into a fight. I this girl came up to me and started fighting with me like she called me a stupid fucking bitch, like whatever. My friend's like, what? We've been here for two seconds. I go, I know. I know I shouldn't be allowed outside the damn house. But also, like, just to say, I've been on both sides of that. Like any time I've been in the bathroom and I forget to lock it and somebody opens the door, I come out of the bathroom and apologize to them. Like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. I forgot to lock the door. I'm such a dummy. I'm so, so sorry. Like, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry you had to see my my freaking tushy. You know. But geez, Louise. You, you can't even you can't a, a girl can't even go to the bathroom anymore in NYC. So. I just had to hit my vape. I also wanted to talk to you guys because I it just like. Uh, reminded me when I was telling the story about how the girl <laughs> I told her how old I was and she wanted to, you know, wheel me out of the wheel me out of the uh, bar. But. There's this trend that's going around on TikTok. And it's like these people saying like they are posting videos, which I would never, by the way, do. I would just, by the way, never do this. They're posting videos going, how old do I look? Comment on the video. How how old you think I look looking at me? OK, now you would sooner see me. You know. At the gym, drinking a protein shake, lifting weights and running on a treadmill before you see me doing that. And you know that it'll be a cold day in hell. So all of the comments are vicious because this is also you're dealing with the TikTok demographic, which is like if it reaches a certain, you know, if it reaches out of your like followers or the people that, you know, TikTok like feeds these videos to, you're getting 13 year olds answering this. And they're like, I think you're 55. Right. And the girl's 23. They're like, you're the oldest woman on Earth, on planet Earth and beyond. Other universes as well. You are the oldest woman and the girl's 22. Right. So I don't know why they're and they and some of them, they go in with such confidence and it, and it kills me because it's like no matter what, you're really getting eviscerated in the comment section. You're getting dragged. Even if you look great, even if you look younger than you actually are, nobody is going to you're going to feel bad you're going to feel bad. And I always say what people think about me is absolutely none of my business. I don't care if you think I'm ugly. I don't care if you don't like my body. I don't care if you think I'm the word. I don't care because why would I want to know that? Hello. So unless you're like an older person that actually looks very, very young, like there was a couple of women that looked 20 years younger than they actually were that that posted. And you're like, wow, that's like they that those were the only people that got a little bit of grace with this. But it's a lot of girls in their uh, early 20s and people are saying, oh, like 35. And they're posting videos of themselves crying afterwards. They're like, ew. Why would I ever I can't believe you guys thought I was 35 because that's just like the biggest their biggest fear. I mean, I, I get it. I remember feel, like being so afraid when I think I, when I turned 27, I was like, I'm almost 30. What am I going to do? And I panicked. And then you turn 30 and you're like, oh, you're, it's actually like so much better. But 
wouldn't wouldn't irrational fear I hope I don't I hope I don't ever like wait what, what's the other option there you're calling it at 29 but those comment sections are really killing me I'm like why would you put yourself out there like this to the internet of all people of of all things Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by Factor. Are you tired of cooking? No problem. You don't have to anymore. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are chef-created, dietitian approved and delivered straight to your door. With dozens of meal options to choose from each week, you will never get bored. They have midday snacks, smoothies, and wellness shots, and you'll be on your A-game all day. You guys know I'm such, I love Factor. Factor meals are honestly so delicious, like, I know I say this all the time, restaurant quality is so good and they're cooked up in a couple minutes and you have like something for the day and they have all different things. If you have dietary restrictions or you don't eat meat or you're paleo or anything like that, they have all these different versions that you can choose from. I've tried all of them. They're really good. Uh, Factor is a, is way less expensive than takeout and it takes so much time uh, takes so much less time than waiting at a drive-thru. All you need to do is heat it up for two minutes and you're all set. No prepping, no cooking, no cleanup required. Head to factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 and use code secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. That's code secretkeepers50 at factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. Um, all right. Let's get to these emails, you guys. To move this over. Oh, Robert just woke up. My angel. Hi. Yeah, you. He really is the best guy around, isn't he? They were just cuddling together, Stanley and Robert. I'm like, okay. The boys are snuggling and we love to see it. So, okay. This one says, urgent. Am I the asshole? Let me expand this so I can. There you go. Dearest Carly and the beautiful angel baby boys, I'm struggling here. I'm a third grade teacher on February break. Yay, not. I got COVID. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Even worse, I got it from my fiance, who is now healthy and away for the weekend. I was supposed to go away with my girls, but now I'm stuck at home with our two beautiful cats. So it's not that bad, but still. Anyway, I'm stuck here all alone and he's away with the guys. The plan was for them to leave Monday morning early so that they would be home by noon. He and I were supposed to have a wedding planning meeting with our coordinator, so he had to be home. But with the COVID, I, ha- I had asked to push it back. When he found out we no longer had this meeting, he was excited that he no longer had to leave that early. Um, hello, sir. Yes, you do. Your fiance has been home alone all weekend and you can't even stick to your word and leave in the morning like we had planned for weeks. Am I overreacting? He said he felt bad making everyone else leave that early. And by early, he means 7 a.m. They're all in their mid thirties. Some have families to go home to as well. I don't think it's too much to ask to leave at a planned time, even though technically there is no rush. I just want to be what he rushes back to. Am I overreacting? You know, I think this is, first of all, it's it. however you feel is how you feel right? There's no right or wrong way. I think this is a mix of you're sick. You can't do anything. You're stuck at home. You had this fun weekend plan that you can't go out on. Right. And he's, he's out. So it's like, I I get where you're coming from. Listen, when I get sick, I'm like, I want there to be a parade, uh, you know, 
a, a sympathy parade to, to my apartment. And I want people to bring flowers and, and other things because it's like nobody has ever been as sick as I am right now. I have I have the sniffles. And it's honestly it, it's true when I'm sick, like my mom is like, I'm just going to come over and make you soup or something. And I'm like, no, no, it's OK. I'll get through it. So I get it. I think it's a I think it's a little bit of FOMO because you couldn't go out with your girlies. And I think it's also like, oh, I'm not having fun and he's out having fun. And I want him to come home and take care of me. I get it. But at the same time, it's like. The other plans fell through, so he thought he could milk it a little bit more. I would also say. Him saying he felt bad making his friends leave that early. I kind of understand that because 7 a.m. kind of is early. I don't know to like to rally the troops and get everybody in the car and ready to go. It kind of is early. So I don't know. I'm, I'm having like mixed feelings about this because I'm like, eh, whatever. What's another few hours? He was away for the whole weekend. He could have like not gone at all. And stayed home with you if that was what you wanted or whatever, like that would have been an option, too. But I'm like, he's already been away the whole weekend. If it's a few hours later, I don't know that it would bother me. But I also don't really enjoy spending time with men. And anytime I've ever lived with a man, when he goes away with the boys, I'm like doing cartwheels naked round house because I'm like, ah, this is the best day of my life. I'm going to eat snacks. I'm going to watch what I want to watch on TV. I'm going to take a little bath, like whatever I want to do. The world is my oyster and this is my apartment, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I would just, I don't think you're overreacting and it's, and it's, you feel how you feel. If he's driving other people back, I'm giving him more of a, of wiggle room here because if they could sleep for another few hours and not have to rush in the morning, I mean, that's really nice, you know, especially if you're all away and drinking or hungover or whatever. You just want to kind of take your time. Um, but that's what it depends on. If he's responsible for others getting home, I would let it slide. But if it really bothered me, I would probably say something regardless. Let's see. Okay, this one says, ick while I'm high. Hi, Carly. I'm watching TV high, and I just saw a man zip his coat. Why did this give me such the ick? Like, no, just have your chest freeze, you weirdo. Anyway, love you so much. Kiss, kiss you and the boys for me, moi. P.S. I met you at Comedy Connection a few years ago and showed you a photo of my dogs in my phone, and you said how cute they were. Oh, let me see. Stop. She has those dogs that genuinely look like people. Like they're little, I don't know if this is a dachshund, like a long haired dachshund, but one of them looks like her name would be Brittany because she's, she's blonde. And the other one is more like a scarlet. And I don't know if they're girls, but oh, how cute. I remember this. How freaking cute. I a thousand percent agree. There's certain things that like men shouldn't like. I don't know that you really need to zip your coat, at least in front of me. Like if you're going to zip your coat, you could do it in the bedroom. You could do it in the bathroom. Like when I'm not around, you could zip it or you could button it. Um, but there is like something about accessories 
right? That, that we go, okay, you can wear a hat. That's okay. You can wear gloves. It's okay. If it's cold. Yeah. Scarves are to me, like you, it has to be like for a reason it has to be to actually keep your neck cold. If you're wearing a scarf and it's really not cold out, I'm going to get a little bit, I'm going to be a little alarmed. Okay. And I'm going to get a little defensive. It's just going to put me on edge. It's going to change my energy. If you're wearing a, a scarf for no reason. And that goes for the girlies too. I, I don't ever add stuff like that unless it's like absolutely imperative. Because God, how annoying is it? How annoying is winter stuff? Putting on a big jacket, like you put a cute outfit on, you put on a big jacket, covers it up. You have to put the gloves and the hat and the scarf. And then when you get to where you're going to go, where are you putting all that shit in your purse? Or you're holding it or you're leaving it somewhere. It's a, it's a nightmare. I need the spring to happen. I need summer because you guys know me over the summer. I'm wearing platform sandals and I'm wearing my little, my little skirts and my little um, tops because please, I can't be doing this jacket stuff. Uh, let's see. Here we go. This one says follow up uh, starting the new year out rough. I just wanted to update you on my New Year's Eve situation about the guy who called me 58 times. OK, we remember him. This was a few a uh, few weeks ago and then left me for another girl after blocking him on everything. This man had the audacity to Venmo request me at 1 a.m. for one cent. Yes, one penny. Oh, my God. See, I girl, I'm telling you. With the caption, can we please talk? Stop. It's so desperate. I'm actually I'm actually cringing. This is one of those guys that you you go and you go. I wish I could turn back time like this lesson that I learned wasn't worth the juice wasn't worth the squeeze with this guy. The lesson that I learned wasn't worth me knowing in my head that I gave him the time of day. Right. Not him Venmo requesting you. How about you send me a thousand dollars? Yes, a thousand. Don't don't request send it to me. Don't ask me for a penny. Because you're asking me for a penny, yet you're going to get my two cents. Because I have to I have to say my piece. Girl, please with that. She says, so girly pop, <laughs> girly pop Carly is always right. They always come back and we will, in fact, not be talking. Love you so much. I hope you're binge watching Love is Blind. The new season is already crazy. I haven't watched it. It's on my, it, it, maybe it'll be on my list. Um, but wow. No, it's crazy. There was, did I tell you guys there's this guy who I just, I've known him for a long time and he always pops up and makes these like grand gestures and then just doesn't, he's just the worst he really is the worst. He'll be like, I'm in love with you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And I was born and put on this earth to be with you. And I met you for a reason. And I if, if I'm not with you, I will die. And then he'll be like, please let me just take you out or he'll he'll bring me flowers. He'll do all of these things. Oh, it's so weird. I actually had a dream about him last night. Ew, that means he's going to call me today. Please don't. But he'll do all these things and then he'll just disappear off the face of the earth for like the longest time. And then he'll come back again months later and be like, I was in a really bad place and I wasn't ready yet, but I'm ready now. He's the worst. But when he's, when he comes back, 
like since he, you know, I've been done with him for a while. Nothing's happened between us for a really long time. He's tried it, but it's not happening. But when he first started reaching back out to me after the time, I was like, I'm absolutely done. I told him, like, you can't talk to me unless you give me money. Like, if you want me to respond to you, you have to Venmo me. And I was kind of kidding, but I'm like, I'm not at the same time. Like, you're wasting my time. So you might as well. You got to give me some. You got to give me some money. I said, you got to give me at least five dollars every time you text me. Right. And he's like, you're so immature. I can't believe you're doing this. I just want to talk to you. And I sent him my like um, QR code for on Venmo. And he Venmos. <laughs> Girl, he Venmos me five dollars. And I said, OK, what did you want to say? And he goes, why are you being a fucking bitch? <laughs> that was what he gave me money for. <laughs> oh, my God. God, that was so f- I was out with my friends. We were cack. Girl, I was cackling. Why are you being a fucking bitch? Uh, but yeah. Every time he every time he texts me, he's got to he's got to pay the piper. So freaking funny. Anywho. Um, no, they'll find a way. They'll write it in the sky. They'll you know, they find a way. This one says girlies with pics attached. Hi, Carly and the sweet kitty cats. I work at a vet clinic when I first started making friends here. My co-worker slash now bestie V and I were talking about how we love cats with people names. And of course I brought up Stanley and Robert come to find out. She also is a fan of yours. Oh, how cool. Do, do all the girlies listen to the potty since the girl code days. Anyway, we have a new friend D that just joined the group shortly after. And we found out that she met you in October of 2016 pictures attached below. Oh my God. How fun. Wait, you girls are so cute. This could be like a, a TV show either a reality TV show or like a funny scripted TV show. Cause these are like three total cutie girls. Right. And they work at a vet clinic. How fun. I don't know if I could ever work in a vet clinic. Cause I wouldn't be able to deal with like a sick cat. I would cry every single day. So I give you guys a lot of credit. Let me see. Oh my God. Oh my God. So this picture is when <laughs> I was doing this, um, thing with plan B one step. And we would go around to colleges and, and we would do these like, uh, <laughs> like these, like kind of like a conference, but it was like, uh, I don't know what you would even call it. Like, a they would have like this big, you know, auditorium and they would have, they, they would invite all the girls and we were going to talk about your, you know, options when it comes to contraception and, and, um, precautions that you could take and all of these things. And it was like a Q and a, it was me, Nessa, and then this, um, really wonderful OBGYN who we worked with, um, that lives out in California. And we did this like college tour where we were going to these schools and just talking to the girlies. Right. And my hair girl, my hair in this photo. And by the way, they had makeup artist and hairdresser on the road with us doing our hair, makeup. Someone did that. Someone, a professional girl, please. First of all, you're so cute in the middle, the, the girly, the vet girly. 
but I'm just looking at my hair and I, I'm so sorry you had to see me like that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Cause why was it, first of all, the color of it was sick. It was like white, but I had braids on the side. I had a little dookie bun on the very top with a poof, not a dookie bun on top with a poof, uh, but done by a professional again, just so you know, but that's so freaking cute. So funny. I love that. I feel like I've met a lot of people that went to those uh, plan B things, which is great. Let's see. I remember how that that, uh, OBGYN that came on the road with us, we obviously became friendly with her. And girl, there were a couple of times I texted that lady in the middle of the night being like, hey, is this okay? Is this weird? (laughs) This is like uh, anyone who works in in medicine, you got to get sick of people doing that to you, right? Like, hey, is this a weird thing on my on my back? On Christmas Day, I asked my uh, cousin's wife, I'm like, can you check my can you give me like a skin exam on my back? She's like, it's literally Christmas. What are you talking about? Also, I'm not a dermatologist. I'm like, okay, But I feel like you would know. Um. This one says, cute little story. Thanks for making me laugh so gosh darn hard every week. For a few months now, I've been catching myself saying, I'm not driving every chance I get, thanks to you. I noticed that my husband is now saying it too. I thought it was so sweet that he was repeating it, especially since I had mentioned that I got it from you. So tell me why. I acknowledge it. And I said, it's so cute that you're repeating Carly's saying. He said, who's Carly? (gasps) Not who's Carly. So I reminded him that you were the reason I was saying it so much. And he said, Kevin says it in home alone. Yes, I just found this out. She says, excuse me, LOL. I thought it was so funny how wrong I got it, but a cute little story nonetheless. Anyway, wanted to give the girlies out there some hope. I found my angel face husband 13 years ago. We've been married for seven and the relationship has only gotten better every year. We're going out to the Taylor Swift show in Austria. Cool. In August, and he has been listening to the set list repeatedly. Stop. That's so cute. Are you kidding? Oh my God, what is this? Uh, sorry, I just saw my own face and got scared. Uh, are you kidding? Talk about supportive. Attaches a picture of the fam. Um, let's see. Love you and the girlies so much. Let me see you too. Of course, there are two little cuties sitting by a Christmas tree from what I could see so far. Stop. How beautiful, how beautiful are you two? And they have a dog and I see a cat tail in the background. So the cat is he's camera shy. He said, I'm not ready for my close up. That is so funny. Yes. Yeah, somebody um, sent me a Instagram video of Kevin saying it in Home Alone. I'm like, that's so funny. This says, uh oh. She says, when my cousin got engaged, I texted my boyfriend, Carly got engaged, and he replied, I'm 65% sure you're talking about your cousin and 35% sure Aquilino found her garbage van. Please, I wish. Also, a few years ago, one of my roommates and I threw a Trader Joe's party, cute, where everyone brought their favorite Trader Joe's snack app, etc., and we had to dress in Hawaiian shirts. Girl, that sounds like so much fun. That's my kind of party. Wow, that's actually a really good idea. The next time I have my friends over, we're going to do that. You have to bring your favorite Trader Joe's snacks and and you got to dress up. For some reason, there is a luau theme over there. 
at, at TJ's. I have a question. Is every guy that works at uh, Trader Joe's the sexiest man alive that should have just actually said, you know what, I'm not going to work at Trader Joe's. I'm going to be a runway model. Or am I just super horny in there? Because I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I'm like, is this like when you're at a bar and like the bartender's hot because he's the guy that's handing you the drinks and he says, hey, how are you? What's going on? How's it going? Right. They have that thing about them where it's like you're giving me something that I'm asked for. And I and I and we love to see that. So but I don't know, I feel I do feel a special connection with with several of the of the men at my local Trader Joe's. And I'm like, girl, you got to You got to give me like a rabies shot or something before I go in there. Because I'm going in there and I'm wearing a little outfit. It's so funny. My friend called me the other day and I was like, hey, I'm about to walk into Trader Joe's. She's like you look great. I was like, girl, I have to be the, like, I ha- I'm living in my main character moment when I'm going to Trader Joe's, you know, that is so funny, but yeah, no, I didn't find a, a, a garbage man. They're all married already. The girlies are smart. Who's going to date a garbage man and, and break up with them? You know, they've been taken for a long time. Most of them got married when they were early twenties. Cause please, it's like finding a freaking prince. We also have our 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 girlies over at BetterHelp. Whether you're on Tinder looking for your soulmate or you're focusing on learning to love yourself, talk therapy can help you navigate relationships. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who is available by phone call, message, or video chat. Everything is done online so you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home and not on some office couch. You guys, any type of like anything that makes life more convenient, I'm all for it, especially something like going to therapy. If I go to a doctor's appointment, if I have anything, I'm like the act of getting dressed, leaving the house on, on time, making sure that I have enough time to get there, trying not to be late. You know, all of these things like add more stress to your day. And I love that better help is so convenient. You could do it on your phone. You do it in your house when you have a free, when you have a free minute. And I think that takes so much stress out of it, which is just amazing. They're really flexible and they work with your schedule. If you need to have your session on your lunch break, they can make it happen. Where and when you do therapy is totally up to you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash secret keepers. Let's see. This one says, did I do something wrong? Uh, hey, Carly and the cutest baby boys, longtime listener, first time writing in. Can I just say the Spotify live potty days were amazing. I miss that so much. I miss the Spotify live. They, they, they shut down the app like completely. I think, um, I think some people like had, had it after they got rid of all the shows, but then there was like some people that were like, they were just doing sports and now I think it's gone completely. Um, but yeah, I miss that. It was such a great concept and honestly, so much fun. Uh, it got me through uh, my first rough few months of postpartum and I'd often listen to it on my evening pump pump sessions to be less miserable. Shout out to the other moms who would comment that they were pumping or nursing too. Yes. Oh my God. Remember when that, when that, uh, girl in the Spotify live, um, commented, I'm going into labor. Uh, I'll see you girl. I'll, I'll be back next week. 
I'm like, girl, if you don't go to the damn hospital, she said, my water just broke. Do you guys remember? Please. And also, if you're that girly, please write in because she texted in the group chat. Hey, girls, my water just broke. I'm going to the hospital to give birth. I'll see you. I'll be I'll be back on Monday. Girl, what? Grab your grab your bag and get in the damn car. (laughs) I thought it was cool, too. She's like, yeah, my water broke. It's whatever. Uh, Okay. So she says, so I have this friend that I met through my husband, my fiance at the time. He worked with her boyfriend. Uh, He worked with her husband in parentheses boyfriend at the time. And we instantly hit it off. They would come over all the time and we would stay up and talk and drink and listen to music. We'd go out together on double dates. And it really just became such a fun friendship. Fast forward a couple of years, me and a few other people would notice that she would copy a lot of the things that I did or would do a lot of the same things to make it seem like it was her idea and not give me any credit or even acknowledge if it was advice or a suggestion that I had given to her. Interesting. She started to seem a little jealous of certain things, too, which I started to get very weird. My husband and I bought a house and they would still come over, but less. And then I got pregnant. Things were still fine, but distance. And I had my baby and a few days before her wedding, which I was a bridesmaid in. I had a miserable time because I was so tired, hormonal. Girl, I'm giving you credit for even going. When I have a baby, I need to I need four years off. When the baby turns five, I could go out and go and, and go do things. That's how stressful I imagine I would be. But you still went, so I'm giving you credit for it. <clears throat> she says, um, I just didn't get to enjoy the night at all. I was breastfeeding. I even tried to gently back out of being a bridesmaid, but she basically talked me out of it, saying that, and, and I stayed in the bridal party. <sighs> That's crazy to me. Very shortly after she got pregnant, we started off excited talking about our babies, being best buds one day since they'd be only nine or 10 months apart. I would offer help uh, with her and her registry and support her in any way I could while I was also still very stressed and having a little newborn. She didn't really come around much or ask me how my baby was doing, um, which was so weird to me. She wouldn't like my posts or comment on my pictures of my babies that I would post. It was just very odd. Anyway, fast forward, it's been seven months after her baby was born and we talk the least we ever have. The times we do talk is when our husbands plan a get together or if I reach out to see how she's doing or if she reaches out to me to ask me for something. It's gotten so obvious that she only reaches out when and if it's going to benefit her. She went on vacation a month ago and asked to borrow a travel stroller which my son outgrew. And I immediately said, yes, I texted her a few days into her trip asking her how it's going. And she never answered. I thought, okay, maybe she's having fun or, or she's just busy one month later, still no answer. Interesting. However, she constantly watches my stories. So I know she's on social media and she's on her phone. What gets me is that she never even texted me. Thank you for the stroller. She hasn't even given it back. Hasn't attempted to text and see how we were doing when which would then prompt her to realize that she never responded and we had to cancel our super bowl get together with them because me and my 17 month old have covid what the hell why does everybody have damn covid and she didn't even text me to see how we're doing oh hell no i'm living and i'm so hurt i've done nothing but be a good friend to her since we met and i recently just feel like she's using me it sucks because our husbands still talk regularly and i would hate for our issue to drive a wedge between the guys, the kids, and our future hangouts. It's so awkward, though I refuse to just bend over backwards anymore. I feel like a piece of garbage 
just for them. My husband completely understands and he has my back and wants to talk to the other guy about it, but I don't know how how not to make it look like I've been talking shit. So I don't even know what to do. A part of it is my ego and I don't want to bother begging someone for a friendship she clearly doesn't want. And the other part is just, I'm really confused and hurt. Sorry for the SALL. Love you with the girlies. Thank you for listening. Kiss right on lips. Mwah. Uh, kiss your eye on lips too. When, when you don't have COVID anymore, but this sucks. And I'm sorry this is happening to you. It, it always sucks, um, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or even like family members. If you're not if if someone's not meeting you where you're at in terms of what you're putting into the relationship, it really is hurtful because it's like. You should like uh, I just think that there should be equal in, in everything, because otherwise it it hurts your feelings. And it's just like, Oh, you're showing me what I mean to you. And it's not what I've been, you know, it's not the equivalent of what you mean to me and it sucks. Right. So I think I probably wouldn't have, um, I, if it were me, I probably wouldn't have your husband say something to her husband because, like you said, it's going to be obvious that you guys have been chit-chatting about it, which I don't think is necessarily bad. And I wouldn't even classify that as talking shit, but I think that it's just going to give her kind of some fuel and it's going to make things more awkward either for you guys when you're around each other or for the husbands. Right. So if it were me, I would know now what this person views me as. Right. And just based on her communication and the way she's been treating you, um, it seems like she is jealous and, you know, that's really toxic anyway. So she's kind of sparing you by being this way. And I would just know what I mean to the person and and match her there, match her energy. I wouldn't go out of my way for her. I wouldn't, you know, bend over backwards. And that's something that's difficult, too, if you're the type of person that like, you know, if one of my friends has COVID, I'm going to check in on them. I'm going to send them something. I'm going to, you know, do something to make them, you know, feel good or whatever. So if you're that type of person to actively not do that is a weird kind of transition to make. Right. But I just wouldn't go out of my way for this person. And maybe like if you're in a, you know, party kind of setting, one of the kids has a birthday party or, one of their, you know, one of their friends has a party and you're going to be there and see her like, leave it at that. I wouldn't probably go on double dates. I wouldn't have play dates. I wouldn't go out to dinner with this couple because I think that it's just like, to me, it would just feel very fake. Like you're going to be really nice to me when I'm around and when we're out with our husbands, but you're not going to answer my text message and you're going to like ask me to do you favors. That's kind of bullshit, you know? I would just leave it anytime anything like this happens. You just match their energy and you go, okay, cool. Thank you for sparing me. You showed me what I mean to you, you know? This one says, am I lying or withholding info for my future husband? And is it a big deal? Um, dear Carlita, Stanlito and Roberto. Oh, how cute. Uh, newish listener found your podcast about a year or so, and I'm obsessed. Oh, thank you so much. First time writing in and could really use your and the girlies advice. P.S. I appreciate your humor. Oh, thank you. 
Sorry if this is a bit long. I've been with my sweetie angel boyfriend for about four years and I know he's the one. We're such a team and share the same life values and just always want what's best for each other. I feel so grateful for him and the life that we've created together. Here's the problem, or at least I'm wondering if it is a problem. Before him and I met, I was in a bit of a rut. I moved to another country with my now ex-partner and then started my life from scratch, basically alone, because we broke up, he moved back, and I stayed abroad. I was lost and heartbroken, pretty depressed, and actually ended up having a bit of a hoe phase. Most of it was fun, but some of it was sad. Anyway, in this phase, I ended up becoming good friends with one of my roommates at the time, who is still one of my good friends. We ended up having a secret thing. We didn't want our other roommates to find out, and we slept together for a few months. We weren't exclusive, and afterwards, it ended amicably. And like I said, he's still one of my closest friends here, who I can always count on. But mind you, there are no feelings for each other at all. He's in a happy relationship now, too. And whenever we hang out, it feels like he's my brother or something. So I kind of can't even believe that I slept with him in the first place, if you know what I mean. During this whole phase, I accidentally slept with another guy friend after we went out together and I was kind of drunk. He was up for being friends with benefits. I declined and we remained good friends, too. So it was just one random hookup. Two years later, I met my boyfriend and we started a relationship that has been great and exactly what I want. The thing is, I still hang out with these guys and so does my boyfriend. They're in our friend circle and my boyfriend gets along great with both of them. I never told him that I slept with those two guys because it was in the past and I didn't feel like it was important back then. Also, both of the guys agreed that it wasn't necessary to really tell anyone, including their new partners, who they're both happy and living with. Cut to now, my boyfriend and I often talk about how much we want to get married one day, and I sort of am wondering, is this a bad lie that I need to tell him before we get married? Would this be a reason for him to stop trusting me or not want to be with me anymore? I feel like it would be random to tell him now, and it would only hurt him uh, for no reason because these two friendships with these guys are so platonic, and I don't know, but part of me feels dishonest. I really don't know. I tried to think of it if the tables were turned and I kind of just wouldn't want to know. What do you think? Also, do any of the other girlies have thoughts on this? Thanks so much in advance. Big smooches uh, to you and the cutie babies. Uh, And then she says. And then she sends a picture. Oh, my God, you guys are so damn cute. Stop. Wow, you guys are gorgeous. Wow. When you have babies together, forget it like gorgeous, gorgeous eyes, gorgeous. Please. Um, okay. So I think there's this, uh, there's this thing where it's like, is this lying? I don't think so. Um, I just, Oh wait, there's a follow-up already. Hold on. There's a follow-up. It says, I guess I should also add that he and I have both talked to each other about exes. And I would never consider these two friends exes of mine. He knows that I had a single sleeping around phase, which he doesn't care about, but he also had one too. And I don't care about it. He never asked me if I've ever slept with any of my friends. So it just never came up naturally. He's just not a jealous type, but I'm also for seeing how I interact with these friends. You would truly never think that I slept with them. I hope this all makes sense. Only a couple of my close girlfriends know about the roommate one and would never say anything. The other one, no one knows about. I don't know why I'm so conflicted about this. I just feel dumb and I should have brought it up casually four years ago. Thanks. 
So what I'm thinking is like, there's this fine line between like, is this a lie or are you just omitting? Like, you're not even omitting the truth. You're just not mentioning something that doesn't really in the grand scheme of things, what good is this going to do for your relationship other than making you feel like you got a weight off your shoulders? You know, I don't think it'll be helpful at this point. First of all, if you bring it up out of nowhere, it's going to seem just so random and out of left field. Um, if that's something that you truly feel you need to do, then follow your heart. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I don't, I don't think it will do much good. Um, does the way that you'll feel if this weight has lifted off your shoulders outweigh the, the cause, like the cause and effect of telling him? what's worse? Like, it kind of sucks to think of it in that way where it's like, what's the like worst thing to deal with? I would rather just deal with it. First of all, it happened before you guys even knew each other for years before you guys even knew each other. And you never dated these people in a serious way. Everybody has a past. Like I would just a thousand percent, if I was him, I would rather not know. Cause it's like, you, the first day I met you is the first day you were born. According to me, anyone I've ever dated, I'm like, don't, I don't care. I don't care if you hooked up with your friends. I don't care about your ex-girlfriends. I just don't care because it's, how is that productive in our relationship? If we're trying to build something here, you know? So I don't think anyone should be judged on their past. I don't think it's necessary to mention your past unless it's something significant. Um, And if it were something that had come up in conversation, right, if he had said, oh, did you ever hook up with so-and-so? Then you could tell the truth. You know, it's fine if it comes up in conversation, but it almost feels like I I just kind of want you to know that you didn't do anything wrong because it feels like you think you did. And it's like, girl, you can't control you can't control the past like. It it happened, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. I get that it's a sticky situation, but I think you're feeling guilty for it and it's okay. I don't think he needs to know. If it were me, I wouldn't say anything. Again, calling all the girlies. If you've been in a situation like this, what do you think she should do? And and if you send in an email, I'll I'll read it next week. Because I just feel that, you know, I... I just don't feel it's necessary if it's something that happened when you guys first started dating or there was like or or these guys were both interested. One of them was like interested in dating you now or in love with you now or something like that. Also, think of it like, do you think these guys told their girlfriends? No. Just don't. I, I would just not mention it. I don't know. We don't need to know every everything about a person. And and it would like even if he's not jealous, it's just kind of like there would be a whole mix of things that would come from it. I don't know. I don't think there's you're doing anything wrong. No. And and it is not lying. If it were just some random guys that you don't talk to anymore, you wouldn't feel this way. You wouldn't feel the need to tell him, you know. Okay. This one says, please hit me in the head. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, Carly and the furry princes. I am going to hop into it because I tend to ramble, but I'm trying to 
not give every single little detail. For reference, I'm 26 and my ex is 27. I broke up with him a year and a half ago because he developed a drinking problem while we were together. It's something that I addressed on multiple occasions and he'd be great for a while. Like my ideal partner, he wouldn't drink. He'd plan fun dates. He'd be the happiest, most fun person that he is. And he'd eventually go back to drinking heavily, staying out super late and sometimes having girls bring him home as late as 4 a.m. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I moved out of our small town to a city 200 miles away, and I've gone on dates throughout this past year. And even though I went no contact with him, I'd still compare every guy that I was with to him. When I first met him and he wasn't drinking, he was truly the sweetest person I've ever met. The problem is I go back to our town to visit friends and family sometimes. And on Christmas night, I was leaving to go home and I decided to call him and say hello. I don't know why I did it, but I ended up sleeping over at his house. I find myself texting him just to see how his day is now and have even gone to see him a couple of times since Christmas. I know that I can't make him want to get better, but I don't know how to stop missing him or how to stop holding on to what I had with him before he started drinking. Oh, this is so sad. Uh, Hold on. And then she says, like I said, hit me in the head or something. Love you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. I attach a picture of us and my fluffy angel boy. Ooh. Okay. She's Gorgina. Oh my God. This cat, this is the fancy feast cat. This is the fancy feast cat's cousin. Cause it's a short haired cat. It's actually more of like the fresh step cat. I don't know if you're familiar with the cartoon cats on all the boxes and stuff. Cutie. This has, I don't know if this is a boy or a girl, but it looks like a, she has a little girl cat face. Oh no. It says it's a boy. Hmm. He's gorgeous. He's Gorgina. And then this is the picture of the guy. Oh, so by the way, you're stunning. And at this point, we just need to know that everyone that writes into the damn podcast is, is gorgeous. Okay. And I don't know what the hell I did to attract all the gorgeous girlies. Uh, just as like a side note, I used to bring this guy on the road with me when I, uh, was on the road doing stand up, and for like years and after every weekend he would be like I fucking love going on the road with you he's like this is like every guy's like dream like he's like all these like beautiful funny like nice like cool girls I'm like I don't know I don't know what happened (laughs) and he like they would flirt with it like some of them I think a couple of you guys actually dated him but it's so funny like you know you met at the shows and you dated him but Okay, so this is a really tough situation because you you had this, uh, you're mourning what you thought your future would be with this guy, right? You thought you were going to be in a long-term relationship. Maybe you could see yourself together in the future. And it's really hard to move on from that when you go through a breakup, like, You've already done, think of it like this, like you've already done the hardest part, which is getting out of that relationship, right? And as hard as it is, and as much as it's like, you know, you're still thinking about him, you're still, you know, comparing other people to him. It still is just like, you have to know that you did the right thing by leaving. Like you couldn't take it anymore. It wasn't good for you. You have to think about that. And I was just having this conversation with my friend the other day because she had said to me like 
uh, cause I recently had this kind of like whirlwind thing with this guy and he was like being perfect. He was like, I want to be with you. I want to do this. I want to do, I'm going to move to New York and all this stuff. And he like, we spent a, you know, little time together, like a few, you know, like a couple weeks and whatever. And like, you know, throughout a couple of weeks and then he went back to where he's from and it just was like, everything changed. And I felt it and I knew something was wrong and I, I just knew something changed. Right. And I had seen him one more time after that. And I knew I just knew I I had to go see him to like know that I was right about there being a shift and there not being this connection anymore because it, it was different. And something else happened in between that right before I saw him again, please. Something else happened that I went. Yeah, OK. This ain't it. But I went and I knew that it wasn't right. And I'm like, my friend had said to me, she's like, I'm always like amazed at how you can like have a very real feeling for somebody and somebody having these feelings for you. And you have this idea of like what you think your future is going to be with a person. Not like I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to marry this guy. But I thought like he was like, I want to be with you. So I like did the thing where it, it was so like actually so funny and, and we're we're laughing haha about it, about how I, I he said something and then I believed him. I did that like really funny thing. And so I thought that he was just like being honest. <laughs> and I was going with it. I'm like, we'll see what happens. Like, let's take it day by day. I don't want to rush into anything, but like, um, you know, whatever. We were both on the same page and it ended up not working out. And I had said to my friend, I'm like, it's OK. And she was like, I wish that I could do that where you can acknowledge the good and still go, you know what? He has all these great qualities, right? He, you know, if things matched up, if we lived in the same city or if we, you know, if things would be easier or whatever, if it was the right time, we would be great together, but he's not my person. So it's like, like most people have a hard time taking away this um, vision of somebody that's like, number one, from the, you know, from very real things that happened and, and experiences that you guys have had together, but also from the, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to like romanticize things in our head and, and think of these things and, and view a person and, and put them on a pedestal. So two things can exist at the same time. He could, when you guys were together at points have been a great person and X, Y, and Z. Um, taking his, you know, these other qualities out of it, but he also could just be not your person. And I think that's what it is. You have to go like, this was a person that taught me a lesson. He was a part of my life. I, you know, had this, you know, at times great experience with him, but that's not what I'm looking for now. And envision yourself as the person who was with, this is going to be so confusing. Okay, what I'm about to say is so confusing. Envision yourself and operate as if you are the person that's with your dream partner. Like, think about what you want your dream partner to be, what you want them to look like, what you want them to, um, what, you know, not even what you want them to look like, what type of qualities you want them to have, what type of background, family, job, whatever, right? All of these things that you want to see in someone. And then operate as that person's girlfriend or wife or whatever. 
And that will be the type of energy that you're putting out. And that's the type of energy that you're attracting. Right. When my friend had said this, uh, said to me, like, I wish I could just walk away from things the way that you can. I was like, first of all, I was like, girl, you're making me sound like a fucking sociopath. You're making me sound like a sociopath, sociopath, you know? But I said, you got to let sleeping dogs lie. You just got to let sleeping dogs lie. And that's okay. People teach us things. People are in our life to teach us lessons. And he taught you a lesson. And when you meet somebody else that you have strong feelings for, you won't compare them to him. But if you are still attached, if you're still tethered to somebody, you're not going to be attracting the right people for you. I just don't believe that. Like you got to move along and you got to let things go. Otherwise, you're going to be attracting like just not the right vibe. That's why I'm saying like if if it makes any sense, like operate on this level of like I am this person that is, you know, this is where I'm at in my life. Let's see. This says car accident. Oh, no, I'm scared. Hey, Carly, longtime listener. And I wanted to tell you the funny thing that happened to me this week while listening to the podcast. I was in my car while listening and a car completely ran a stop sign. Oh, my God, girl, this is a funny story. And rammed into, oh, my God, rammed into the side of my car. I was in shock and obviously had to pull to the side of the road. Very embarrassing to exchange information. And the whole time we were standing outside, all I hear in the background is the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. And of course, I forgot to hit pause because I just thought it was the most hilarious thing out of this whole ordeal. It made me think of those TikToks where people are posting what song they were playing when they get into these car accidents. And mine just happened to be Secret Keepers Club. (laughs) Anyway, love the podcast. Kiss you in the free babies right on lips. Oh, my God. First of all, girl, I'm glad you're okay. That's so scary. Car accidents are so scary. There's actually a. uh... I wonder what I wonder if the other person heard. the podcast playing when you're exchanging information and we're talking about shitting your pants and farting. (laughs) Um, There's a song that uh, I can't even listen to because I was, it was on when I was in a car accident once when I was younger and uh, it was an incubus song, which actually like was one of my favorite songs at the time. I was dating this guy who Um, he had like a glass eye and I'm not, uh, I'm not saying like, I'm not making fun of him in any way, but I dated him and we got into like, literally, I'm not exaggerating five car accidents. Um, and it was always, he always got hit from the side where his eye was glass. Like it was like, he shouldn't have been driving is what I'm trying to say. Like he, his vision was really bad. Okay. Cause he, his other eye was like. It was like um, he had all these different things going on with it, like his glasses, like he he wore glasses and one of them had just like regular, you know, like non-prescription the, with the side with the glass eye. And the other side was like a thick, like a Coke, like a Coke bottle. Um, so he he shouldn't have been behind the wheel of a car. And, and and I'm just I'm not even saying that to be funny. It was like we got into so many car accidents. It was crazy. and. 
one of the times there was this song playing that this incubus song that like it comes up on my Spotify sometimes and I'm like, oh, I have to skip it. It reminds me of that car accident with the guy with the glass eye. Anywho, you girls. <laughs> Let's see. This says, would you want to know? Hey, Carly and the cutie boys, longtime listener, first time writing in. I love the potty and I look forward to all the giggles I know I'll have on Monday when I tune in. Now to the meat of why I'm writing in. Um, I recently found out through Instagram that a guy that I was having a fling with last year just bought a house with his new girlfriend. It's not an issue that he's with someone new, but. Okay, hold on. That him and I were sleeping together and going on cute dates through April of 2023 and didn't officially end things until May. And in this post, he mentions that they had been long distance since last January. Oof. Now, obviously, when I found out, I felt hurt and deceived because he was leading me on throughout that time. We weren't exclusively dating, but we would had the conversation that we were only seeing each other. Um, but we weren't closed off to other connections. He did mention that he occasionally Snapchatted and talked to this girl from back home, who I now know that it was her. But he told me that it was just an occasional thing. There was a huge shift in energy of our relationship after he took a trip back home last January. And I now know why. And he would give me other excuses for why he has been more distant. And he didn't want to end things between us and kept up for a few more months. Even when things ended, he didn't mention that he had been seeing someone else. We decided to stay friends after the split. No sex, hardly even talking, but still seeing each other's stuff on social media and went swimming together in July. And he still didn't mention her. He's usually in my first 10 views when I post on social media. Where I'm currently at and why I'm writing this to you is should I send her a message? I don't want him back in any capacity because ill gross. But if I were in her shoes, this is something I think I'd like to know. What do you think? Should I tell her or just leave it and let them build their new life together? Would you want someone to tell you this kind of info if you were her? I'm usually pretty non-confrontational. So doing something like this isn't my go-to. Thank you for reading this. Uh, uh, pics attached and my cutie boys. Oh, stop it. Not the dogs in the costumes and not the dogs with the flaming um, bandanas on with the fire like Guy Fieri's shirt. Um, okay, this is a tough situation. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry because this is so shitty. This is such a shitty way to feel and, and such a terrible like way to treat someone on his part. I, I want the girls to write in and say what they would want with this because I'm kind of torn, right? Like you don't know their, what their like label of their relationship is or I'm sorry, what their label of their relationship was back when you and him were doing this back and forth. Um, you don't know if they were just trying it out, if they were a situation ship, if she was waiting for him to move there or vice versa. Um, if maybe she wasn't ready for a relationship, maybe he wasn't at the time. So you don't really know when, when it says like, oh, he mentions they've been long distance since last January who knows what that entails, right? I feel like the beginning of relationships are always so incredibly ambiguous. So I wouldn't want you to reach out and her to go, yeah, but we weren't official until, you know, that time he came to visit me. And then after that time he came to visit her, he cut things off with you kind of. So who knows when their exact like anniversary date would be. Um, but, ugh. 
So it says that he he was distant after a trip home last January, and that's they they apparently started dating last January. It's hard. It's hard. You like I don't know their history, but I also am like. First of all, the thing that would bother me the most if I was her is you guys saw each other in July. That's kind of crazy. And he didn't mention that he had a girlfriend that he was about to move in with. Like, that's crazy to me. I wonder if she knew where, you know, that he was hanging out with you or what your history had been. I don't know. But it does seem like this guy's shady as hell. Right. I just don't know. I think of like being put in her shoes. And I really am like, I'm 50, 50 torn here because it's like, number one, if this is somebody that I want to spend the rest of my life with, and I just bought a house with, and I got something like this, even though like he, maybe he never technically cheated on her. And again, we don't know the situation with them. I would be devastated because it's just not something you want to think about. It's not a way that you want to view the person that you're with. Um, and it would ruin like, a you know, seemingly like really exciting, important, happy time in my life. Right. So that part of me wouldn't want to know if I have a guy that is with me and loyal and would never hurt me and X, Y, and Z. But the other part of me is like, would he ever hurt her? I don't know. Maybe it would be good for her to have this like little kind of like a, you know, what, what do they call those things? Life safety vest or something. I don't know what the fuck I was about. I, I want. I was gonna say lifesavers. You know what I'm talking about? Buoy. Buoys. Floaties. Anyway, lifeline. So I don't know. I'm torn. Part of me is like I really don't want to know things like this. But if I was cheated on and like I am with a guy that's like who knows if he's hanging out with other girls too, like. I don't know. Then I would definitely then I would definitely appreciate it. But I don't know, girl. I don't know. We need the we need the girly to to chime in. You just gotta let's see. This one says, hold on. Jeez Louise. I just had the last one pulled up. And you guys, if you send in questions, um, always, if I don't get to them, resend them and bump them up. Okay. I think that was actually the last one. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay. 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 So anywho, you guys, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we'll get to them. And if we didn't get to it this week, you got to bump, bump it up, bump it up. Like, like us going to the club going to Pasha, you know, in the city and hope everybody has a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye.